Good evening. Mic check, mic check. That's good. We call our meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order our first meeting of the month. We do have two meetings. Uh, uh, our uh, friends in the audience, we meet uh, tonight, and then we all meet the third Thursday also at 5 o'clock. So you're welcome to attend either one of those sessions. Of course, we are live streaming now, so those of you who will be presenting, you will be on TV for the whole world to see, at least for the whole Liberty County world to see. So. Uh, we welcome those persons who are uh, watching us on, on Facebook as we live stream. Thank you for your participation. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. Uh, this time, Pastor Richard Hayes is here for United Ministerial Alliance. He will come now and lead us in our invocation, immediately followed by our Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand now for the invocation and the pledge. Good afternoon, Chair and Commissioners. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we are so thankful and just grateful for this community that we live in, that you've blessed us to be a part. We ask that you would just continue to shower your blessings upon us and these leaders that are before us, that they would continue to lead and guide us in a direction that you would desire for us to go. We are thankful and grateful for all the many blessings that you bestowed upon us. And even as we stand now, we stand and we do recognize and acknowledge what's happening over in Ukraine. And we ask that you would just bless those people there in the conflict and what they're going through at this moment as we speak. We ask this in all blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. Let me go ahead and do this, thinking uh, about the community. We, I know we've got a... Been an active basketball season, but I know that the Bradwell Lady Tigers are still in the hunt, in the chase for the state championship. So let's wish them well on the game. I think they play tomorrow up in North Georgia. So let's wish the Bradwell Lady Tigers well as they find maybe to bring another trophy back to Liberty County. Oh, yeah. A shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, and for others for having a great season, too. Several of them made it to the tournament. All right. Now the uh, minutes for February 2022 would need to be approved by this commission. Have you had time to look over them? Yes, sir. So moved, Mr. Chairman. Second. second. Motion is second. We approve the minutes for the month of February. Any further discussion? If we know all in favor, raise their right hands, please. The minutes for the month of February are approved. Proclamation, Great American Cleanup. Ms. Dr. Karen Bell is coming. She's the uh, director of Keep Living the Beautiful. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Great American Cleanup is one of the largest cleanups that it happens around the country or around the nation. It's part of Keep America Beautiful. We do it here in Liberty County to make sure that our location is clean, green, and beautiful. We have our major countywide day on March the 19th, and then we have a couple of other ones. Um, Riceboro is April the 30th, and then as we have our Adopt Liberty group, that will have them throughout the um, month until June. So this Great American Cleanups continues on to June 30th. Right. 
you have it, sir? Yes, sir. This is a proclamation for Great America Cleanup. The Great American Cleanup is the country's largest community involvement program that includes more than 15,000 events each spring. This national program engages more than 500,000 volunteers and participants who take action in their communities to create positive change and lasting impact. Whereas Keep America Beautiful is the nation's leading community involvement nonprofit organization that en envisions a country in which every community is a clean, green, and beautiful place to live and has established a Great American Cleanup as its signature national effort for involving American citizens in improving their community environment. Whereas Keep America Beautiful Great American Cleanup is the nation's largest community improvement program to create positive change and lasting impact in local communities. Whereas the County of Liberty seeks to protect its natural resources and bring people together to transform public spaces into beautiful places. Whereas the Liberty County Board of Commissioners recognizes its commitment to engage citizens, civic and government officials and business leaders to work together to end littering, improve recycling and beautify America's communities. Whereas Keep Liberty Beautiful and Liberty County Board of Commissioners are committed to elevate the importance of volunteerism and motivate everyone in our community to become stewards of the environment. Now, therefore, I, Chairman Donald Lovett, do hereby proclaim this March 2022 Keep America Beautiful Month Great American Cleanup and call upon our citizens to join in activities that promote responsible environmental stewardship and help us renew our commitment to building a better world today and for future generations. So declared on this first day of March 2022. All right, and we always have a, um, a little challenge between Hinesville, the city of Hinesville, and the Liberty County right now, Hinesville has the trophy, Liberty County. Mm. So Hinesville had the trophy, and we're just asking on March the 19th, let's see who can come out within the county and the city and see who gets to take that trophy home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it back to the rightful place. They say we know the drill. You just come, <laughs> you just come and. Come on, we have to make you look good. <laughs> you make me look good. Close your eyes. Got it? Thank you, uh, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Make sure we get an email prior to the event, a reminder. Yeah. All right, so young people are here. Recognition for the Liberty County 4A project. We're always happy to have young folk in our audience. All right. Mr. Chairman, I'm, um, if, if I can do a little lead in there, mm -hmm. uh, was contacted uh, a couple of weeks ago um, by a young man named Jared Harriman. Jeremy is a local 4-H student here and was wanting to do a project in the county and uh, found some uh, bridges that desperately needed some graffiti cleaned up and repainting mm -hmm. and asked if it was okay if he did that. And so I'll ask uh, Jared to come at this time uh, to tell you a little bit about his project and what he did, and we got some pictures before and after. Uh, I told him I was going to put him on the spot. He said he was ready. Yeah. Uh, so uh, tell him a little bit about yourself and what you decided to do, and let you we'll roll through the pictures. Are you, are you, is, your, is that your family with you? Uh, yes, sir. Y'all just stand up while he's presenting. Give him some support. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jared. 
Um, I'm a f- <coughs> I, I was inspired by um, a cleanup to about a year or two years ago from Keep Liberty Beautiful. Uh, we did trash pickup, and it's been a while since I did a lot of community service. And I was thinking, uh, I'm about to go to college, and I wanted to make um, f- make the community cleaner uh, better than I found it. So I decided to cle- first start off with cleaning um, these two. I have, I have I cleaned up two bridges in my area because my area gets commonly littered and there's a lot of graffiti there. And I could we roll the pictures? And those are. I decided to go with a light gray color. Um, I I. It took a while to paint, and luckily I was able to get support from my family and a fellow 4-H student, uh, Daisy Clay. Come on, Daisy, stand up with him. He said, come on. (laughs) Where's that? Is that Isle of Wight? Where's that? I'm trying to recognize the bridge. Where's that bridge? That's Cake Creek. Cake Creek, okay. Did a great job. Thank you. Definitely needed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, keep in mind, you don't know how to have bridges in Hinesville. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, when we do, they're cleaned up. They're not in the first district. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Foxy Martin would leave something like that out there, though. I, I thought he'd get it there with a broom, clean it up. <laughs> good job. It's a That's world of difference. What, what he's not telling you, it took, he took their time, too, to pressure wash and then paint and everything. And uh, unfortunately, within about a week of him doing it, some graffiti showed back up. Oh, no. And so he has already cleaned uh, it up. gone back and redone it again. Yeah. Mm. It up. I'd like to keep it that way because whenever, um, whenever like, like he said, um, whenever the person graffitied, it, was, it contained profanity. And sadly, my my seven year old sister had to ask me, like, what that meant, and I I just want to keep on cleaning it up and make it as clean, just for her and many other children, because I feel like they shouldn't have to see that type of stuff, or type of graffiti on, in in our area. Yes, sir, I agree wholeheartedly. Maybe we need one of those signs that says, uh, you know, normally they put down no littering signs and. X number of dollars to find something if, if, if it's going to be repaired because we don't want the young man work to go in, to be for naught, you know. So maybe there's some sign that the county has we can post. Help him out because he's going to be going to college in a little while and we don't want the graffiti to come back after all the hard work that he's done. Yeah. We wanted to see if we could get a picture with the board too. Oh, uh, did he? Well, we can work yeah. that out. Yeah. Come on around this way. Mm. Community service looks, looks good on your. Uh, Let's go on your resume for college, too, Eric. Aaron's coming. 
Call a good grassroots effort. Good job. Good job. Thank you all. Thank you all for each sponsors. If you would like to be dismissed, you can at this time. Okay. Thank you all for coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. There's been a lot of news lately about uh, what's going on uh, overseas, as you all very well know. There's been um, commissioners, we, we've received several press releases, and of course, there's been some new coverage, and I know two of the stations have been here to town, so as I was thinking about it this morning, I said, you know, it's one thing to get a press release, one thing to see it on WSAV, but we know our, our brothers and sisters at Fort Stewart on a very personal level, so I placed a phone call this morning and asked to Garrison, actually, and our Garrison commander had a previous event in uh, Statesboro. He couldn't be here. But he sent our deputy garrison commander, Mr. Steve Hood, if he would come please now and just give us a, uh, the inside story on what's going on at <laughs> Fort Stewart Hunter, if we'll please, sir. Mr. Chairman, commissioners, good evening. Ooh, uh, I am Steve Hood. I'm the deputy garrison commander here at Fort Stewart. And just as chairman uh, Lovett indicated uh, when the phone call came in today, Colonel Ramirez, whom I'm here on behalf of, uh, we didn't hesitate. Uh, not just because of the great relationship we already enjoy with Liberty County and in particular Chairman Lovett at many other events and uh, venues that we're with him, but because it's an opportunity to say thank you. And we don't ever want to pass up an opportunity to say thank you to our partners and our friends and our family here at, at Liberty County. Uh, so I want to thank you for the support that you've always shown, but I'm going to thank you in advance for the support and the thoughts and prayers that you're already going to extend to those soldiers from 1st Brigade, uh, about 3,800 strong who have as I'm speaking to you now, are deploying out of Hunter Army Airfield uh, to the United States Army Europe or Africa Command areas of operation. Now, some of this you've heard in uh, news release, and there's really not much more to say that than what you've heard in the news release, but I do want you to know that uh, the great Raider Brigade, most of these soldiers are from the Raider Brigade, are going there to assure our NATO allies of our commitment uh, to deter aggression, uh, as you've been watching on the news, and, and to even train with some of our ally partners uh, while they're there. Um, I guess the only other thing that I want to make sure you know is that you know that these soldiers from the 1st Brigade are well trained. Uh, you should have confidence in their abilities. 
many of you know they've been training. Matter of fact, we get phone calls from some of you about those <laughs> noises that you hear uh, through the night, but that's a good sign. That's a sign that they've been on the ranges uh, and exercising and honing their skills in case called upon. The last time I spoke to Chairman Lovett, he said, is deployment imminent? And with all integrity, I told him no. At the time, it wasn't. But I told him what is imminent is our preparation to deploy because that's the nature of the business of the United States Army, and that's exactly what they're doing, and that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, these particular soldiers uh, just came back from a stint in Korea where we supported our friends and allies in Southeast Asia. So again, they're well-trained and they're ready to go. What I would ask you to do is remember that uh, military families are resilient. They really are. They're some of the strongest I know. I come from one. I put my uniform away not too long ago myself, so my own spouse and children, uh, they're resilient. But they can't do this alone. Uh, they are schools and classmates here in Liberty County schools. They're attending your churches. They're shopping in the grocery stores in Liberty Counties. They're getting their fuel and they live right here. And we cherish the relationship that we have with Liberty County and the military because you're what help us strong. So I'll ask you to uh, watch out for those spouses as they're about out and about in the community uh, and let them know how much you appreciate uh, the sacrifices that they make each and every day as family members while their spouses are deployed. I know that you're gonna do well at this because as a matter of history, in 2021, just last year, um, this particular community was named, uh, Coastal Georgia was named a great American defense community. And Chairman Lovett knows this well. We were the only ones from military base throughout the nation uh, that were named such. And it is largely in part to the contributions and the partnerships and the relationships we have with Liberty County. So Chairman, I appreciate, on behalf of Colonel Ramirez, I appreciate the opportunity to address uh, the commissioners and yourself and to let you know that uh, 1st Brigade's going to do a great job. Uh, they're fist bumping with MARN 6 as they get on the plane right now and getting encouraged uh, each and every day. And uh, we'll continue to communicate as much as possible and we'll ask that you do the same and whatever we can do uh, together uh, to help uh, these families who are strong and resilient and accustomed to this environment, uh, you let us know and we'll keep the lines of communication open. And once again, a resounding thank you to Liberty County for the relationships forged with Fort Stewart and the soldiers of the 3rd Infantry Division. Thank you, sir. Uh, how, um, what percent of the deployment is complete? Can you tell us that? Well, I, I can tell you that it's on schedule and okay. it's going through. We sit in on updates. Uh, a large portion have gone through, but I won't disclose exactly how many have departed versus how many left to depart at this point. Okay. But we're well on our way okay. and making great progress out of Hunter Army Airfield, and I don't expect the deployment window to last very many more days. Okay. Any questions you'll have for Mr. Good works here. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir, for... Consider us in your schedule. Yeah, thank you for asking us. Give our best to Colonel Ramirez, and we're here for you all. We know that. Thank we're here you. for you all. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming.
Okay. So let's give a hand of applause. Take, take this back. Take this back, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Y'all fist bump, let that be a part of the fist bump. <laughs> Thank you, sir, again for coming. All right. Finance, Ms. Kim McLaughlin. Kim, let me do this. I know there's a, uh, we have two uh, rezoning petitions that is coming up on our agenda. And I know some of you are here because of that. Um, I want to ask you all, I've given this uh, request to some others earlier, to, you know, uh, please have your spokesperson, no more than two, ready to speak to the issue. There's no way we can have everybody speak, because most of the time you're going to say the same thing. So if you all would selectively, you know, choose your spokesperson, no more than two for each petition, we'll be happy to, uh, to entertain them when that time comes. All right. Thank you. Okay, um, I just want to review your January uh, financial report. And at the end of January, um, things are looking very nice. We have collected about 56% of our budgeted revenues, and we have exhausted about 55% of our budget expenditures. Um, so we're right on target um, for where we need to be at the end of January. At the end of January, your undesignated unreserved fund balance is approximately 5.5 months worth of operational expenditures. One year ago today, we were in the exact same place, 5.5 months worth of operational expenditures, which is really good because, as you know, the budget increased from last year. So we're still at that same, same mark where we were at a year ago. So we're doing very well. Um, a couple of departments running slightly ahead of schedule, and I'll just brief, brief you on those. And I've mentioned them before um, in risk management and the general admin fees for uh, Coastal Georgia RDC dues and the Superior Court Law Clerk. All of those budgets are running slightly ahead of schedule because of lump sum payments that were made at the beginning of the year. Um, finance is running slightly ahead of schedule as well because we had to pay for the audit that ended in December, and we paid for that uh, as we went along, but the lump sum payment came in January. So I expect us to fall back in line um, February and March. Um, another department, circuit-wide public defender, there were actually two payments made in January, one at the beginning of the month and one at the end of the month. So there was actually two payments made to the um, Georgia Public Defender's Standards Council that last one should have actually been made in February. So there is an XX expenditures, just one payment made ahead of schedule. Bureau of Standards, um, they had several purchases that have kind of skewed their budget a little bit. Um, things for technical services, for their body cameras, in-car cameras, and the Novatime software maintenance. So all of these large items have skewed their budget slightly. Um, they should be at about 58%. They're a little more than 61%. I completely expect them to fall back in line. Um, and then last of all, your debt service, and that is for the enterprise lease agreement payments mm -hmm. that we will true up at the end of the year and identify um, what portion should be charged out to SPLOST and what portion remains in the general fund. 
So we're looking good as far as the general fund revenues and expenditures. Um, your solid waste at the end of January, you have about 266000 of net income right now. Um, we went ahead and posted depreciation. So you'll see that come up in February. So I expect that to drop, that net income to drop slightly. Um, all of your departments within solid waste are operating within their budget parameters. Same thing for all of your special revenues, your 911, child support, record center, and victim witness. Um, your sales tax continues to look fabulous. Um, January, January distribution was one million one hundred and thirty-three thousand. Wow, that's significant. Now that represents December sales, mm -hmm. but that means to date, at the end of January, we are actually three point seven, almost three point eight million ahead of schedule in collections. So that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, doing very well, and of course, Tsplos continues to do well too. And your distribution for January was all in TSPLUS was also over a million dollars. So, looking very good. And before you leave there, uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I wanted to ask on these charges for services, is these are the municipalities that we're, that we're picking up solid waste from? Um, no, actually, well, some of it, if the municipality pays us, but the municipalities, we don't do that anymore. Those are commercial clients. These are all commercial clients? Mm -hmm. So we, mm -hmm. so we, what, what are we looking at there? You're talking, you're talking about in solid waste, not in the general right. fund, right? Yeah. That's 800, nearly $800,000 there that's, um, that we've yet to collect, but we've we've already collected about 60, 60 something percent. So the charges for services are all of your commercial clients, your scale clients, um, because your solid waste assessments are now what what's being Correct. those are more cyclical um, when the tax bills go out and then when the mobile home bills go out. Well, the reason I was asking is so in some of the communities now that we're we are still picking up in Flemington correct correct but Flemington is not paying for that now the citizens are paying for that on their tax bill so that increase in I mean you've got more people that's moved into Flemington that's going to increase their load not ours except for at the convenient I mean at um, at the transfer station right um, we will bill as many people that are on the tax rolls in Flemington as of January 1. Okay. That was all, Mr. Chair. When you said budget increase earlier, I said, now, if I were sitting in the audience and I heard that, my antenna might go up. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> so if you would explain why we had on the a, three, a budget yes, increase. Yes. So, um, so these folks are taking advantage of having them in our audience today so we can educate. Okay, so um, from 21 to 22, we're in fiscal year 22, um, there were some significant increases that happened. We had, um, we took on, I want to say close to 17 new law enforcement employees, uh, another 18 full-time firefighters, and most recently, we took over the EMS operations. So um, the EMS operations alone is over $2 million. Mm -hmm. 
so um, significant things and, and, and there's services that are critical to a, a county, but there's a cost for those services and employees, you know, by the time you, the wage and then the benefits and, and the expense of just running the operations. Mm -hmm. And now we actually have a full-time firefighting. I mean, we, we have a full-time fire service. Mm -hmm. And to think about it, you know, five, six years ago, we had volunteers and some part-timers to where we are now. Mm -hmm. It's very significant, very significant. And you'll continue to see those things um, grow like on your next plus referendum, you know, when you when you talk about what's needed, fire stations and EMS buildings and health departments and those sort of things. But once you build them, you need to man them, mm -hmm. and operate them. Yeah, you said that, and we'll close on this. The uh, those of you that live in unincorporated Liberty County, the uh, fire station on Island Highway, plus funded. Yep. And the one on Island, um, excuse me, Isle of White Road is plus funded. So your, that's what your plus dollars are doing for you. As versus coming out of the general fund, as versus coming from your property taxes. Let me right. just make it plain. Yes. Make it plain. Yeah. All right. So we're glad that SPLOS is doing well to help fund some of those capital projects that we could not do. No, we could not do it. Yeah, property taxes yeah. would be would not do. astronomically high without SPLOS. Right. Mr. Chairman, I had one question. Uh, Kim, on the T SPLOS, uh -huh. the, the amount that's collected for each district, is those funds available? To those funds, yes. Yeah, what happens is, to, mm -hmm. so... To the districts? Yes, to those okay. districts, mm -hmm. that's correct. Now, the all the cities actually, when the money comes here, mm -hmm. we turn around and cut a check to all of the cities with the exception of two. Allenhurst and Gumbranch, we hold for them, but we account for them so that at any time, if they need something done, mm -hmm. we have uh, uh, an account for them, and, and you can see what their balance is. Um, so, for instance, Allenhurst, there's already $98,000 accumulated in the T-SPLOST account for Allenhurst. Mm -hmm. um, Gum Branch, there's $37,000 already accumulated. But those other municipalities that actually have a finance department and able to track their own mm -hmm. expenditures and do their own financial reporting, when that money comes in, at the end of the month, the very next check run, we turn around and distribute their pro rata share based on your intergovernmental agreement with them. Okay. So same thing for sales tax six. If you look at sales tax six, Allenhurst has about $189,000 available mm -hmm. to use. Um, matter of fact, I think Allenhurst still has money in sales tax five too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mr. Chairman, that's all that I had. Yeah. Okay. One thing, um, enjoy this ADA requirements that we have. How, how, where are we at on it? Is it through? I think there was only one piece that they had left to do. They were waiting some material for, but right. Mr. Long probably can tell us about that. We're about through Trent. ADA, where were we at on that? ADA. We're through? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that ought not show up no more, is it? Under the six, eight, uh, the money allocated for that? So that will always show up in yours because you have road money but you've identified 80,000 of that to go to recreation. So I have to show it obligated or I have to take it away from the very front. But as long as it's obligated, I also put a revenue up in recreation to, to offset that. If it were a, a road department, it wouldn't be obligated anymore, but because if it was a road project, but because it's a recreation project, 
The only way I could do that then, if I don't show it obligated for the rest of the program, is I would have to take it from the, which I can, if you look at the very first under your proposed distribution, I'd have to deduct it from that instead of showing it as obligated. Now, as road department, as road projects get finished, then I de-obligate that because that's all road money. Okay. We'll keep it. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some reason, I feel like it's $80,000 in a hole somewhere. That's what I want. <laughs> it just shows you can't spend 80000 on your road money because recreation spent it for you. Mm -hmm. Went to a good cause. Okay. <laughs> Any other questions for Ms. McLaughlin? Okay. All right. Nope. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. All right. LCPC, Mr. Jeff Ricketts. Man of the hour. Good evening, Chairman Lovett, members of the board. Good evening. I've got uh, two major developments for you this evening. Both of these developments have uh, met the thresholds for the development of uh, regional impact review on the state of Georgia. They've both been submitted. Uh, it's been, that's, that process is administered through the CRC, that's the Coastal Regional Commission. They've all cleared that, so they're ready for your consideration tonight. So okay. with that, I'll, uh, I'll proceed with the first Chair, one. a motion to go into public hearing for reason only. Mr. Chairman. Second. Second. Okay. All in favor, raise your hand. All right, sir, you may proceed. Thank you. Okay. Uh, first request is uh, a request by Mr. Travis Stringer. He's, an, uh, he's the applicant uh, with the forum group. Uh, this is to rezone a combined 230 acres of land uh, from A1 and B2 on the other side of uh, exit 76 on uh, Highlands Highway. We want, we want to rezone that from A1 and B2 to B2 and I1. And they want to do this to uh, facilitate the development of a warehousing and distribution, a private warehousing and distribution park. Um, and this property is located uh, as I'll get into a little bit more detail in a minute. Uh, it's located on both sides of Dorchester Village Road, which is an existing dirt road that uh, connects the um, Islands Highway down in some, uh, to, to some uh, community down below there. Uh, the principal use of, of the proposed uh, request is a warehouse distribution, and that would be considerable, uh, be compatible with the I-1 zone that they're asking for. Uh, the DRI development, as I said, uh, was complete as of January 25th, so it's ready for your, your consideration. The state long, no longer makes recommendations, uh, but recommends uh, environmentally conscious designs and generally good planning practices. We do have that DRI report is available from the CRC for your review. Uh, Appendix A, which is your zoning ordinance, uh, says that industrial zoning requires uh, certain development standards be met regarding smoke, odor, toxic gases, sewage, and vibration. That, that applies to all industrial developments in Liberty County, including the ones in the Tradeport East on the other side of the street. These standards all have to be adhered to for all future industrial uses on any of these uh, properties that will be developed. These properties are also located in the Liberty County Gateway Overlay District. So when they do have a tenant and they do, they do start to build, uh, you'll have an opportunity to review what those uh, buildings will be looking like before they uh, get permitted. Uh, here's the ad that we ran in the Coastal Courier, uh, signs. Uh, this is a sign on Islands Highway. This is a sign uh, along Dorchester Village Road there, just showing you that we posted the property. This is a uh, vicinity map just showing you uh, I-95 here, Islands Highway here, 84 going back toward Hinesville here. 
This is a general shape of the property. Dorchester Village Road kind of curving here back toward I-95 and, and going down. This is the uh, residential rural community down on the other end of Dorchester Village Road. And of course over here on the other side of the street is Tradeport East Development. Uh, a little bit closer in view of the same area. You can see here that there's, uh, there's, there's several existing parcels that they're looking at combining together. Uh, these, this parcel here and this parcel here is owned by um, Laurel View Properties. Um, and then this parcel right here is a part of a larger track here that's owned by the, um, the Charlie Jones Estate Properties. And this is the zoning map that just shows how the property is currently zoned. You can see the uh, city limits of Midway here comes just past the interchange there at, um, at, at I-95. And the property in question here is outside of Midway. This, this, is not, this one is not going to the city of Midway. They're leaving the Midway zoning as it is. So um, the, the property here, the property closest to I-95 is currently zoned B-2. All the rest of the remainder of the property is zoned A-1. So they want to rezone all of this property I-1 to facilitate this uh, warehousing development. And that's just an aerial photograph showing the same area that I just showed you. Uh, you can see there, Dorchester Village Road, an existing dirt road running through the middle of the property. They're wanting to relocate that property as part of their development plan. This is a letter from the, uh, from the Liberty County Development Authority saying that they have adequate water. This is in their, their service area and they have adequate water to service uh, the, this development. And that's just a plat showing the, uh, the, the boundary of the property. And this is the existing versus uh, proposed zoning map. Uh, as a, this is what we looked at earlier. You see the B2 frontage along 95 and then the A, uh, A1 frontage back in the interior. They want to rezone the entire piece I1 except for the frontage here. The frontage, this IC here, in, which is in the city of Midway, allows for businesses. They want the other property on the other side of the road to be business, the frontage, but everything else in the rear would be industrial to accommodate the warehousing development. And this is just kind of a conceptual sketch just showing how the, uh, you know, how, how they envision these properties lay, uh, laying out. Uh, these buildings here combine uh, to form about 2,000, uh, I'm sorry, 2 million square feet of warehousing industrial space. So it's a pretty significant uh, development. And as I said, they're proposing to relocate Dorchester Village Road, which currently kind of swings over here and comes out. They're currently proposing to relocate a little bit further out um, uh, Islands Highway uh, to line up here. Our zoning analysis, you're familiar with this. Does a property have reasonable economic value as it's currently zoned? Our answer is yes. Does it uh, meet the uh, uh, joint land use study? Yes. Uh, does a proposed use conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? Our answer there is no. This, this area is zoned, is designated as agricultural forestry because that's what it was zoned at the time we did the comprehensive plan. So the, the comprehensive plan generally aligns with the existing zoning. So that's why that's, that's shown up as uh, agricultural forestry. Would there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? No. Uh, is the proposed use suitable in, in view of nearby uses? In regard to the properties along Dorchester Village Road, the answer would be negative. However, the existing in industrial uses across Islands Highway uh, and uh, the Tradeport East, which we uh, pointed out earlier. 
Will the zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, including streets and transits and uh, schools, utilities, and provision of public safety? Our answer is that we don't anticipate any. A portion, a portion of Dorchester Village Road will be aligned, will be realigned and paved. And I th think it's important to underscore that this road will be paved and it'll be paved to county standards. So you'd be trading about a mile of unpaved dirt road uh, to a, a, uh, a mile of, of high quality uh, paved road will be, that will be designed to uh, accommodate the heavy uh, truck traffic that will be on it. Uh, would this use would this allow a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals no would the change create a domino effect yes are there unique historical sites that may be adversely impacted we haven't identified any number 10 is this uh, property in a flood hazard area no number 11 is a spot zoning and unrelated to the existing pattern of development the answer is no and number 12 are there unique conditions which support approval or denial and we've indicated there that this close proximity to the Trayport East industrial area, which has been identified as, by the county as a, a key industrial area, and it's also located adjacent to I-95, which is a uh, very prime industrial property. So Planning Commission heard this at their uh, last meeting in February, and they recommend approval with standard conditions. And I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about that. Chair. Yes, sir. Yeah, go back to question number six. Okay. It was only proposed to create an undue burden. Now, if you go back to your map, keep that question in mind. Go back to your map where you showed the warehouse. Okay, right there. Let's see if I can get this thing to work. That's that's the proposed new road, right? That's correct. Okay. That road is going to be coming right in between those warehouses. That's right. Okay. Which means that's going to be truck traffic, correct? That's correct. How wide is that road going to be? It'll have to be a minimum of 60 feet because that's what your county road standards require. But you're talking more than normal truck sorry, traffic. 60, 60 feet right away, but the, right. road, the roadway itself will probably be 24 feet. Okay. With a decel lane, I, I believe there will be a, a decel. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about on the Dorchester Village Road. I'm not sure whether those will be uh, incorporated into the individual entrances alone there or not. We haven't gotten to that point. This is just okay. a conceptual plan. Okay. But if they were needed, they would be included in it. Okay. Now, <clears throat> where where's your holding pond? That's, that detail's not on that, it. That, that, that's not on it yet. It will have to be on there uh, for, the, for the final site plan. Okay. Because right now, from what I'm hearing, the two main issues is uh, traffic and the water runoff. I mean, I know this is just a rezoning, but I want to make sure it's mentioned and it's on record now. Those are two of the main concerns is the traffic and the water runoff right now. Mr. Chairman, I had one, one question. Um, where's the current road at? Was it to the left of the, the proposed? It currently comes out right here and it kind of goes in here and curls around and comes okay. back out. This, it, the road's ultimately going to end up back at the same place where it currently ends up, but they're just they're pulling the road, bending it out further away from 95 because the, the current road bends in beside 95 and they're wanting to 
open up this lot here because it's got visibility in front of zone 95 so they want to make room for this this lot here so they mm -hmm. want to move the road over away from away from i-95 and the residents are further down obviously. the residents would be further down and uh, on the dirt road and that's that's projected to remain dirt road okay they were just going to the proposal was just to pave that area you've got up there now just what okay. they're going to use and mm -hmm. and uh, there was some discussion at the planning commission meeting from the applicant about creating a, a turnaround area down here that would be big enough to accommodate any trucks that get down here so that they don't go any further onto the dirt road. Okay, okay. So there's about a mile of dirt? Uh, it's, it's, it's roughly a mile of, of, of length. Trent, this... Chairman. Where's Trent? The numbers, I'm coming your way. Okay. Now, you know, just, just from there, it, it still costs approximately a million dollars to pave a mile of dirt road? Somewhere in that area? Close to it. Okay, all right. Right. Significant investment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jeff, could you go back to the um, to the slide that had the um, what is that? It's broken. <laughs> His phone talking. I think he's got somebody on speakerphone. Just, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't do that, Ron. We can't do that. No, we can't do that. No. Jeff, go go to the one. Uh, I think you had one where uh, the city of Midway was in pink. I believe it was one of the slides. Further up. The city of Midway is actually the blue. The blue. That's the uh, that's the city limits of Midway. So it doesn't come any further than that. Okay, but it, it was one. It, it looked like, well. Okay, maybe the B two is that Midway. The B uh, the B two is in the county. This is the that's the county. All, all county. It's okay, and um, and the proposal. Okay, where the road is right there, um, that's the existing Dorchester Village Road. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the B2 is closer to 95, and the A1 is to the right. Okay. So that, that road um, doesn't have any bearing on, um, like, one side of the road is B2 and the other side of the road because the road is going to move. It's running right through the middle of it. It's, it's, it the road is not really... Uh, paying any attention to the zoning there. It's just doing its own thing. Okay, okay. Okay, and um, I guess my other question was, you said that from, from Islands Highway, they're gonna uh, pave a mile down now from and from Islands Highway to the first resident. About how far is that? That'd be down Dorchester Village Road. I'm not sure exactly how far it is to the first resident beyond where the pavement was stopped. But the pavement will stop after a mile, about a mile, and the, and the first resident is even further down. Further down onto the dirt road. That's down right. the dirt road. I mean, if you have you been down there? I mean, can you just take a guess about how much further it is from from the highway to the? Is it a mile and a half, two miles? From from to, to where, at Commissioner? From from here to the first house, I guess he's saying, he's saying it's, it's well over a mile. So it, it's not, it's not very far past where the pavement stops. So where the pavement stops, just beyond, just shortly right. That's right. beyond that, that's where the first house is. Yeah, there's no houses uh, in this area. This is all owned by the, the applicant or controlled by the applicant. So everything that's paved will be within their confines, and then everything beyond there would be private property. Okay. And you said that there's talk that they would have a turnaround, a paved turnaround, so that they, that they won't go beyond um, and get on to the existing dirt road okay thank you welcome sir all right Jeff that's Jeff mm -hmm. 
B2. Can you give us a description of actually B2, what all can be in B2? B2 is your now? general county commercial zone. That's, that's your, your highest type of commercial. You can put any kind of retail store in there, any kind of, uh, any kind of restaurants or hotels or any, any kind of commercial business would go in there. Okay. And but the, the intent is to zone all of it uh, to B2? No, sir. I, I, won. I um, won. Okay, industrial. This is the way it's currently uh, zoned. You got the B2, B2 over here along the interstate. Mm -hmm. They want to get rid of that portion of the B2 and make that I1, but they want to have some B2 up here on this highway here. So, okay. uh, so that could be for stores or commercial or whatever might go there, offices. Okay. And, and, and Jeff, now you say B2 is, is for what, what kind of? Uh, commercial. That's commercial. That's commercial. Right. So if, if, if all of this never happened, then there was a possibility that because of the current zoning that you could have put some kind of commercial in there. Yeah, you, you might recall about uh, under six months to a year ago, there was, this, there was something in the paper that this might be a casino if they ever passed uh, gambling in Georgia. Yeah, so well, that, that, and that's about as- accommodate something like that, or, I mean, that's, that's kind of extreme, but well, it would well, accommodate any kind well, of- No, a, or, a casino is about as commercial as it can get. That's right. Okay. Good. Mr. Chairman, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Jeff, a question there on your on your drawing. Of course, you need one or two more colors in there. <laughs> um, I think there's plenty left on your slide, but you're actually one person already owns one side and another person owns the other side, or has all this been acquired by one group? There's 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 two owners here. The the, the uh, Laurel View Properties owns all of this. And the CMJ, which is the Charlie Jones Estates, owns this. They, they're kind of partnering together to combine all of this into one tract of land. They'll recombine this and sell it off as industrial lots. So, I mean, right now, all we're going to do is rezone a piece of property. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, whatever comes after this can be turned down. That's right. They, well, they'll have to bring back to you a... A subdivision plan right. that a shows concept. the road. I understand that. Right. right. Okay. So I just want to make sure that, um, I mean, what's out there now is agriculture or pine trees or whatever. I'm pretty familiar where, where the road's at. And um, I understand, you know, the growth right there at that interchange. But I just want to make sure everybody in here understands that it's just a rezoning. It could be rezoned. And they could come in and say they want to put whatever, and that, that could be turned down. It'll have to come before this board or another board. Um, but the the front part up there that you've got on Islands Highway, this th this part right here, you'll have a diesel lane. The chairman asked that a diesel lane coming into Dorchester Road, and then you'll have it to where is there going to be a cut? There's not a, no way that they can't get across and go back to the left there then. I'm talking about the traffic that comes out of Dorchester Road mm -hmm. can will go up there and then they'll turn, they'll turn left mm -hmm. to go back to the interstate. Right. Okay, and we have no plans of doing anything with the other part of the road that comes around. I guess that's Brigden Road. We're, that's not going, that's further back 
right. east of you there. Yeah, this Dorchester Village Road will become dirt here, and it goes all the way back toward Brigden Road. But there's no okay. there's no future plans okay. for that. That's all I had. Thank you, sir. All right, let's do this. Is petitioner here? Yes, sir. Yeah. Come and give us your overview, and then while he's standing, hold on, sir, if you will. Uh, the, the, do we have at least two spokespersons for for this rezoning? So if you all prepare, after he's done, to come forward, okay? Thank you. Yes, sir. Good evening. Um, my name is Chad Zitrower with Kern and Company. Uh, I'm here representing the applicant Laurel View Properties as well as CMJ Properties. Um, also with me tonight is, is Travis Stringer uh, with the the forum group and Ms. Cochran, which have, uh, you know, represented this property for an excess of, of 20 years. Um, going through the presentation, uh, we are aware of the, you know, zoning standards in regards to the, the smoke, toxic gas, things of that nature as related to manufacturing. Uh, we are, uh, you know, this is a warehouse distribution project, so we have no concerns or issues with, with meeting those requirements. Um, in addition, it was mentioned the Gateway Overlay District, and a lot of that identifies commercial along Islands Highway. As you can tell from our application, you know we've left the Islands Highway portion frontage as a as a B2 zoning with the industrial more south of that area, in order to keep the the, the frontage commercial look along Islands Highway, which is, in our opinion, what the intent of the, the Gateway Overlay District is. So I feel like we've complied there. Um, the Dorchester Village Road relocation, uh, as was mentioned, it is our intent to shift that existing connection point intersection about 150 feet to the east. What that does is gets us further away from the I-95 interchange. And in the event there is ever you know, significant growth or potential to install a signal, the, the new roadway location would then meet the spacing requirements between you know that are required by DOT between those the, the two intersections so in addition it will align with the the, the roadway to the north um, you know in that northeast quadrant which Mr. Stringer represents and on as well which you know is kind of in the planning process for some some future growth there so that's kind of the intent to, to shift the roadway uh, for the intersection uh, location um, you know, also it was mentioned that we made a commitment at the planning and zoning meeting for this truck turnaround to be at the southern portion of where our roadway improvements are. Uh, we would install signing such as no trucks any further, which is what you see in a lot of areas, but we also feel it's very important to provide these drivers with a mechanism so that they have a location to turn around. And so not only would you be going down the roadway, no trucks further, no trucks ahead, there will be a truck turnaround application there so that they can can make the circle and come back out and not interfere with the the residences further down, which we acknowledge was a, a concern that was brought up at the planning board meeting that we feel like we have addressed. Um, uh, you will also note on the site plan, uh, you know, that was presented earlier, the southernmost building we have. Um, we're aware of the noise requirements and things of that nature, but but what we've shown is to show the rear of that board building up against the residences. And what that would incorporate would be the truck courts be on the opposite side of the building where the majority of the noise and everything is, and just the rear of the building to be located closest to the residence. So we've taken into consideration on our site planning aspect, how do we orient buildings, do things of that nature in order to, to protect the adjacent properties, um, you know, as much as we can from, from noise pollution and things of that nature. Um, 
the we did have a, a recommendation for approval from the, the zoning board. Um, we are aware of this, the standards conditions that were mentioned in the in the zoning report and, and comply with those. Uh, some questions was brought up earlier in regards to the roadway improvements and what that would consist of. Um, our pavement section and roadway section would actually be a 36 foot wide roadway from the intersection of Islands Highway until the terminus point at Dorchester Village Road. What that 36 foot wide roadway allows is a travel lane on each side as well as a center left turn lane. So if somebody is turning to go into one of these developments or one of these access points, there's a center lane to not block through traffic. So our roadway would be 36 foot wide. Uh, the road, the right of way would be more than likely 80 to 100 feet. Hasn't fully been determined, but it will be uh, wider than your standard 60 foot, 24 foot pavement. For 24 foot pavement, we do intend to make this road both thickness wise and width wise wider than what your standard roadways are. Um, also, uh, the stormwater pond that had been uh, previously mentioned. Uh, on this site plan, which was presented when we filed, you see a nine-acre trailer yard kind of adjacent to Dorchester Village Road. Uh, we have gone, to find, gone ahead and acknowledged that, and that's going to be replaced with the stormwater detention pond of approximately nine acres in that location. So that is a concern that we've heard. Uh, it's also a standard condition that we comply with all stormwater regulations. And so uh, uh, we've heard that and, and feel like we've addressed it. Um, in addition to that, we'd be glad to answer any any questions, concerns, or anything we didn't hit on that you may have uh, regarding this app, this Sony application. Okay. Uh, you said a nine, approximately a, a nine-acre detention pond. Yes, sir. Correct. That's that's pretty significant. Uh, okay, and the road is the, the pavement's going to be thirty-six inches wide. I mean, thirty-six, thirty-six feet wide. Yes, sir. It's not a bicycle lane. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Commissioners, any other questions for the engineer while he's here? Then we're gonna. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now let's hear from the, some of the residents. Who who's representing the who's the spokesperson of persons? All right. We we can have two, so we can do two. <laughs> we appreciate it. My name is Ashley Mosier, and somehow I was elected to speak to the <laughs> residents on Dorchester Village Road, probably because I have the biggest mouth. So um, we would like to point out on this this map. Can someone point out the beginning of your property, Mr. You go back to the other slide. With the yellow. Can you show us where your property is? To show you how close that road would potentially come to property. Maybe not houses, but where property begins. Right. So, um, yeah. I suppose our first question is what do we need this for on this side? Um, you know, we have Tradeport East, and it's not all been utilized. There's still a wealth of property and space over there that can be utilized for more buildings, more um, warehousing. And I understand that, you know, we get bigger port in Savannah, they're going to need more space and that kind of stuff. But Tradeport East is not nearly utilized. Um, there's still space out there. And it's advertised so on the internet that, 
you know, there are more parcels and things that are that are available there. So I suppose the question first the residents have is why do we need it there? So we're all about the improvements in the truck lane and that kind of stuff, but I would also like to point out that if you go on Tradeport East towards Sunbury, there are signs that say no trucks further, but there's no mechanisms to keep them from going any farther or not turning around or anything else like that. I don't know if it was overlooked. I'm a new resident of Liberty County, but we are glad to be here. And, you know, we kind of moved to this area when we retired and we decided to stay because my husband's retired military. And we stayed because we love the way the area looks. And I don't think we're taking into consideration not just how it affects us, but it affects all of Island Highway. You're going to have people that come all the way from Sunbury into work, into Midway, into Hinesville, all of that commuting, and you're going to have nothing but trucks. And if you come at like 4.05 down Islands Highway, you will have everybody leaving Target Distribution. You'll have everybody that's going to work. So, and it's just a few minutes worth of, of more traffic. So it's not a huge headache. But add another 2 million square feet. 2 million square feet of warehouse over there. That's hard surface, water runoff, that's more people, more cars, more giant parking lots that you're adding to this area without any other improvements other than moving Dorchester Village Road to meet the Georgia Department of, of Highway so they can't have two potentially lots too close together. No other improvements. And you have all this congestion, but it's gonna affect everybody that lives down there. Not just us that back up to the Dorchester Village Right. It will affect us mostly. And somewhat from the new buildings with hooker furniture and those buildings, it has already affected us with runoff and everything. We have more flooding that has occurred last spring when we had all those rains and everything that was not seen potentially before. So there's standing water in the ditches now um, on both sides of Island Highway, also on Dorchester Village Road. There's some low spots on Brigden Road. Um, in my little car, I don't even turn down the dirt road to get to my house at the beginning. I go all the way down to Brigden Road and come that way because it's much safer for me in my smaller car. So you're going to have all of this traffic and all of these families that are going to traverse. I mean, it's a potential for disaster chaos. and chaos. It, it really is. because and, and the problem that I think some of the residents and, and that we're having is that, it, one, it's going to be right in our front yards. It's going to obstruct our view. It's going to obstruct. But you're also infringing on a lot of what Liberty County has deemed. This is historical. In your five-year progressive plan and all of those things, time and time again, I have read for Liberty County to, um, you know, to protect the roadways, to protect uh, nature, to maximize the use of existing infrastructure and encourage growth that is supportive of existing development. And if you add something new and rezone it, you're not staying true to what you've put forth in your five-year plan. And by the way, that's a 266-page document that I digested. So I know all about this area now. So, <laughs> so you've also said that we'll promote sustainable and efficient commercial development that reuses existing buildings. So I'm only talking about Tradeport East. I'm not even talking about the Midway Industrial, what's used there, what's not been used, what's not been facilitated. So I feel like these companies that could be looking at potential to come in that would be rezoned there, we're not, we're not asking them to use what we already have or come and look at what we already have that's available. I mean, I know everybody likes shiny and new, but sometimes, you know, you need a little dirt rubbed on it and it makes it good because it's been tried and tested. 
but potentially here, I, I, we're not seeing the need for it in this area. And Fordham or whoever, it looks good on a piece of paper for some spec, something or somebody's portfolio, but we live there. They don't live there. We travel that road every day. We go back and forth to the IGA down there in Midway to get our groceries and our milk and everything. And it would be in amongst all of those trucks. And I will have to say, since still been there, and we've moved there, and we've been there over a year now, that I was worried about the trucks turning in at Target and everything, and that kind of stuff, that's not been a huge problem. But let's add two million more square feet of that. At any time of day, coming off of 95, no real upgrades or anything on this side of the highway, no potential for that. And I think that we're asking for chaos. So Commissioner Walden, when you were asking, you know, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a, preschool teacher by trade or whatever, that's where my heart is. So um, the book that it relates most to me is if you give a mouse a cookie, and if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want to come inside. And then if you give a mouse a cookie, then he'll want a napkin and, and a glass of milk, and then he'll want to get comfortable on the couch, just so the book goes. So I'm saying, if we give a mouse a cookie, how much more down Island's Highway are we going to allow them to take from our historical Dorchester area we all know the value of those areas and how beautiful they are. Because down at Sunbury, there's some of the most beautiful views. And we lived in Bryan County for a while, so I can tell you, I'll choose Sunbury any over Bryan County view. So that's my stand. And I think it, I represent everyone else pretty well that they feel the same way. Because we've gotten together and talked about it at length, and with the commissioner too, about how we feel. And these are problems that I don't think that have been addressed in a timely manner to give us time to respond to them either. So, but it's something to take into effect. So as I got in the car today and was headed home from work, I listened to the oldies and decompressed from school. And so, you know what song came on? It's called Big Yellow Taxi. That's not really the, the phrase of it or whatever, but it goes, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. And then they asked the farmers, and they took all the trees and put them in a museum, and they paid people a dollar and a half to go see the trees. Is that what we're doing? We're going to pave our paradise down on this historical end of Liberty County and put up a parking lot with an ugly metal building to look at. And they did. They said, we'll keep part of that commercial. So what is that going to be? Some sort of fried chicken place so that the truck drivers can grab their taco and fried chicken to go as they pull out in front of moms and minivans on their way to the next wherever they're going? Because that's what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like to us. So thank you for your time. We hope you take this into consideration. So is there anyone else that would like to? No. Have I missed anything? So, you know, they've, they've put up plans and they look good on paper, but what you what you commissioners put forth in paper sounds a lot better to us than this. So please consider that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Chairman. For her. Ms. Moster. Ms. Uh, Moster. Question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard your concerns. Yes, sir. If some of your concerns were addressed, and although this is just a rezoning, would you probably feel a whole lot different about it? Um, I think as the residents, if we were given time and we were given some assurances that 
our issues would be heard and what could be done to solve it, I think, I think they would be agreeable to, to that. This was done in an awful quick time. We had very little time to get together, to figure it out. The signs were placed, and they were placed in a timely fashion, but the print's like this big. I don't know about y'all, but I'm still getting used to my bifocals. So, yes, and there was a large sign, and it somehow disappeared and got knocked over before a picture could be taken of it so that we could, you know, go down through the community and everything. So this really has been a grassroots campaign by several of us to get together to, to knock on doors and say, hey, did anybody else see this sign? Because I think it's really important. Because I think in the zoning or the allowances or something like that, you only have to notify people whose property that butt up to it. So the rest of us on Dorchester Village Road didn't have any idea until we stopped and mm -hmm. took a, I took a picture of the yeah, th Those are regulations right. within 200 feet you get right. properly notified. Otherwise, you're just a concerned citizen. Right. So, yeah. I, so none of far, that's we a, were that's given time to address those situations and we would know. Yeah. But I think ultimately in the end, I think it, there could be a better use of this property than commercial districts, you know, than, than turning this into more warehousing and you haven't used already what you have. Okay. And what's been what's been put here? While you're standing, something we normally do for every rezoning, not just this one. How many of you all live within the 200 feet radius of this project? You would have been notified. You would have been notified. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Um, let me say this to you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I do know that I'm on the Liberty County Development Authority. We don't have many more large blocks of land in, in Tradeport East. We really, and, and you're right, um, the people, uh, we're being told from our friends at the Georgia Ports to get ready, get ready, get ready, because that movement is coming this way. And, and then, but in Liberty County, we have part of our uh, obstacles is the wetlands that we have here, where they work around that. So maybe open land, but probably not buildable because it you know, has wetlands in it. So really in trade parties, there's not a lot of vacant land left to do warehousing. Now we have Tradeport West, which is a little further across from the um, Captain Joe's restaurant. But folk want to be closer to, you know, 95, the whole logistics, logistics kind of thing. We understand the logistics. Yeah. And, and we're not knocking any of that. Yeah, I got you. And I, and I appreciate your presentation. You've been, you've been very cordial. Uh, so so I'm, I'm glad we had this moment together. Um, uh, Mr. Brown can probably tell you, and Jeff Rickerson can too, there are uh, tentative plans for road improvements um, in that area. Uh, this just came a little <laughs> prior to us being able to do that. But there are some plans. We haven't at, at the study. The studies will start. Already started. Already started. Already yeah. Met with district engineer. On making improvements, just because of that reason that you that you stated. So that that's in the works. That's in the works. Without your being here, that's in the works because we knew that the folks in that area would have those concerns. And we want our citizens to be safe, too. Well, exactly. So. Because, we, you know, you come down to visit. And yeah. Like we so we're using some of our T-SPLOS funds. You know, thank y'all for, I hope you voted for T-SPLOS. For T-SPLOS funds, we helped make their road improvements so everybody can be safe coming in and around that whole, that whole area. So. Yeah. I can tell you that's on the way. Mr. Chairman, she, she opened up the door there about the mouse. And the, the, you let the mouse <laughs> I like that. Loose, so. You let the mouse teach, in. Yes, teach so I appreciate you coming. I, I, I know a lot of the people that live in that area. We've seen um, Islands Highway from Midway all the way to the coast. I can remember when there was maybe one business there at the end of the Dorchester Road. I mean, just one. That was it. 
you would pass maybe three cars from one to another. People invested their money, their life savings, and they bought this property. And um, like you said, it's been sitting there 20 years. There's 20 years there where now it's, it's time, you know, corn's ready to pick. So you can't really say that these folks are wrong. We want to try to make every effort to do what's best for the citizens. But if you go down there and buy 10 acres and somebody comes in and says, I want to buy your 10 acres, and they put two houses where your one house is at, that's just part of the, the, the way the world goes around. Um, I never, ever thought I'd see anything on that curve. I did not support and still don't support a casino there. But that gives us the leverage when we rezone, when the, when the building permits come up, you know, we have that opportunity to turn them down. It's, it's not always an easy thing to sit here and listen to the residents, um, Ms. Devendorf and all the people that's got property on one end of the, of the coastal highway there. Um, you know, it's everything changed. It seemed like it was overnight. But I do appreciate you coming. I've talked with people there that's in that community on the Dorchester Road, and, and they'll tell you they, they feel like that it's going to come. They're not fighting it. They're not against. They just want to have some say-so of what's in there. Now, everybody that's in that area should have gotten letters, correct, Jeff? It's going to where you live. On, on the islands, on the Dorchester Road. If, if, within 200 feet. Within 200 feet. 200 feet. 200 feet of this Yeah, not everybody. Yep. For zoning regulations. 200 feet. That's our. That's, so that's, that's everybody's that. on the Dorchester Road, 200 feet from there. From this red line, from this property right here, this being before you tonight. Well, I just didn't see Norman Harris in there, and I thought Norman was within. Norman is not close to it. No, he's not close to it. I'm further down. Okay. Commissioners, I mean, we do send the letters as, you require, as your ordinance requires, but we also posted two signs on the property. And they saw them. The she said she saw we had, uh, we had a planning commission meeting two weeks ago on the 15th, and we had a pretty good crowd. So, so, so the word got out. The word got out. <laughs> yeah, out yeah. let, me, let me do this before I forget and get in trouble. You can have a seat. Don't just don't go too far. <laughs> uh, Commissioner uh, Frazier had questions. He's on. I had him on hold for the last twelve minutes. Yes, sir, Mr. Chair. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I just have a few questions. The first question is for uh, Mr. Uh, Richardson. Hello. He's ready. He's coming. I'm here. Right. Uh, the uh, the first question that I have uh, uh, looking at the zoning analysis. And number three, where, where I asked the question about does this uh, proposed use conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? The question that I have about a comprehensive plan, whenever we put that comprehensive plan in, in place, was the highest and best use of, of the, the vacant land, was that even acknowledged during that time? No, generally, and, and generally we go with the, the current zoning on the property. I mean, if, if, there, if there are areas that are just obviously going to uh, develop over, the, over the, the planning period, then we would, we would go ahead and speculatively change those. But this, this entire area was zoned agricultural forestry, except for the area 
closest to the interstate, which is already zoned B2, and the, the comp plan calls for that to be commercial. Right. So uh, in, in your opinion, B2 would be the highest, the best use for anything around the 95 corridor, correct? Is that what, what you're saying? No, B2 is not a bad use for that area because mm -hmm. it is a uh, an area with a lot of traffic. Uh, the interstate has at least uh, 30,000 cars on it, and uh, Highway 84 and Allen's Highway have a good number of cars on them in that area as well. Absolutely. So, so in other words, uh, I, I guess uh, in my opinion, the I, I look at the highest and best use. Uh, and to, just like the citizen, uh, I, I didn't catch her last name, but Miss Amy, what she was saying. Uh, if we're already having issues with traffic, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard for, for me to to think that you know building building a uh, a warehouse <laughs> with 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 eighteen wheelers coming in and out that that would be the highest and best use for for that particular piece of property. Uh, I I know we we've always worked hard on our comprehensive plan, and and to to me that's what we need to follow. Uh, because if, if we're not going to sit and follow our comprehensive plan, then what's the, what's the use of having that? Hello, I'm, I'm here. Was that was that a question, Mr. Fraser? <laughs> well, I, 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 actually, I, I think that was probably more of a statement. It was, <laughs> in my opinion, it was that as well. Uh, and and also uh, with, with this particular warehouse. And another issue that I have, I, I feel like if, if all the land isn't in Liberty County, so some of it has to be approved by the city of Midway also, correct? Not in this particular proposal. Everything in this proposal is outside the city limits of Midway. Okay, but, but some of it is. So would you have to uh, do the same presentation in, in the near future with the city of Midway? As well, there there is one area where the, the the city of Midway is included in this, and that's the the road closure, the relocation of the road. They their city council have talked with the county attorney Kelly uh, Davis, and he's ind indicated that both the board of commissioners and Midway would need to act to in order for this proposed road relocation to happen, because it does go through the cuts through the corner of the city of Midway. Okay, so so e even with that, if, if we're talking about uh, dealing with the redirection of a road or anything, you know. Also, with that, I feel like we we putting the putting the carriage before the horse as well. So, I, I again, my sentiments is me personally. I don't believe like this particular project, this particular rezoning, is the highest and best use of this particular project, uh, this corridor with with uh, with ninety five, and uh, and just like the citizen said. I, I think we have other options for for warehouses other than on our corridors, especially right there. Another statement, sir. Uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> okay, right. Mr. Chair. Right. Chair, let me say this: I don't have anything against growth development for Liberty County. But it's one thing that LCPC, Mr. Long, this Board of Commissioners, one thing that we need to do, we need to slow down and look at our infrastructure. Because once we build, the infrastructure is not going to catch up 
with the bill on top of the ground. So that's one of the issues that we are running into in Liberty County now, because you're building 200 and something houses here, warehouse here, and the infrastructure is not moving. Now the protection for the citizens of Liberty County is slowly moving. So all of these things is outrunning what we are, what our intent are. But we need to be aware of that and put more emphasis on the infrastructure and what we're trying to do then put more emphasis on what's above the ground. I, I think we're doing that as much as time and time and finances will allow. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. Uh, this is a rezoning. Let me remind you, this is a rezoning. Um, according to the rezoning, then this will come back to us, you know, for our final stamp of approval. Right now it's just to, to have the uh, property rezoned. All right. Well, you should, you want to, uh, so, something that we didn't cover from your spokesperson? Absolutely, yes, sir. You are familiar face behind that mask. Yes, sir. Yeah, you've been here before. I've been here before. <laughs> no? It's a real honor to be before you. Thank you. I love it. Other commission members. Mm. Uh, my name is Scott Belford. I'm married no, to uh, Meredith uh, Devendorf Belford. Okay. Okay. Um, we represent uh, the property where the uh, non-point source runoff from the nine acres will um, need to run to. And so I would just ask if the uh, commission has any real metrics to correlate the displaced water from the millions of acres of warehouse space as well as the new road surface. What are the metrics behind the gallons of rainwater displaced, and how certain are we that the nine-acre retention pond will hold this? And if, like the most recent developments with the furniture warehouse, if those patterns hold true, when your retention ponds overflow, that water races downhill through our property, backing up all the residents at Trade Hill we have expended in excess of six figures to do the work of the county after requesting the services of the county engineer to alleviate the flooding not only off of Trade Hill Road, but also along Dorchester Village Road. We are suffering in spite of the statements in the LCPC appraisal, real property damages that we are quantifying from the runoff that is not being managed from the industrial warehouses. There is no confidence currently in the metrics behind the engineering decisions being made. And I would urge this capable council to better inform itself of the metrics behind the decisions you're being asked to make, how many gallons of rainwater in a hurricane are displaced by, was it one million or two million um, square foot of roof in addition to parking? Do we have an accurate number of the number of vehicles that will ingress and egress from a single lane road? And are the taxpayers 
who are eagerly joining the Liberty County tax base aware that they are going to have catastrophic traffic situations when a truck driver who is not paid to care about the residents of Liberty County needs to make that left-hand turn. We all know what that's like. We've been behind that trucker, and we're going to invite, I would like the commission to know, approximately how many? 100 per day, 200 per day, 300 per day. Do we have any anticipated impact, not only of the flow of the vehicles, but the gallons of water displaced? I do not believe that the nine-acre pond is adequate. We have withstood and are paying the damages for the county's mismanagement of your current industrial parks. We will not take that runoff water. We do not have to take that runoff water. We politely took it before for our neighbors at Trade Hill Road. But we will not take the runoff water for an industrial zone. At this time, when national security is paramount and the self-reliance of an historically vibrant agricultural community is about to be undercut when you take prime agricultural land. Maybe we should incentivize agricultural-based economies. Maybe we should incentivize an agricultural-based business. This is as necessary for import and export as a warehouse with furniture. Let us look at the metrics Let's look at the gallons displaced, and let's look at the jobs per square foot. These are really easy metrics that each of you, if you utilize these metrics, can leave a legacy for 100 or 200 years that you didn't just take the latest thing that the governor or the ports have said we need. You have said, what brings the most jobs and the most sustainable living income to grow our tax base and to sustain the family values we need to have the community that we all want to be in. It is not, in my opinion, unless the metrics wear it out, uh, bear it out, uh, a water-displacing warehouse with the prostitution, the crime, and the indiscriminate behavior that comes from truck drivers who are not paid to care for our community. So I would just thank you for your time in my days in public service on the state of Oahu, working with the Oahu Metropolitan Planning Organization in the city of Honolulu and the state of Hawaii, traffic was always paramount to any future development, as was non-point source runoff. So thank you for your time. I do hope that we gather these metrics so that we can make actionable and informed decisions. At this point, this seems to be a very hurried, mismanaged, and poorly precedented plan that I believe we can do much better than. And I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Mr. Rickerson, these people I keep hearing hurried. Has this rezoning gone through the normal process that any project would 
it actually is, has, had, has had a bit of a delay in it because it had to go through that development of regional impact uh, process that the state requires. So it had an extra 30 days built into it. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Mr. Engineer, I'm trying to close this out. You, you have some? Could I have an opportunity just for but a few there? Two minutes worth, sir. Thank you. Yes, a few quick points. Uh, I would just like to note that, you know, in Liberty County, where our location is and the truck traffic that we generate, um, we're basically able to make about three turns a day at the Georgia ports in regards to getting containers, getting them back. Locations such as Garden City and Port Wentworth, which are right there adjacent to the ports, can make eight to nine turns a day. So we're basically at a third of the truck traffic going back and forth to the ports at this location just because of our distance. So the uh, the end users that we build that that come here to occupy these particular buildings do not generate the same amount of traffic because they can't make physically make the same amount of turns going back and forth to the port. So there there is a little bit of uh, you know a reduction there as far as traffic goes. Uh, second, um, warehouse vacancy rates. You mentioned Liberty County uh, Industrial Development Authority is basically out of land. The warehouse vacancy rates in surrounding you know, Savannah areas uh, servicing the Georgia ports is at less than 1%. Uh, we can't build them fast enough. The ports is growing so much. We're trying to bring, uh, you know, more opportunity and, and more, uh, you know, workers, more services, more goods, uh, you know, to the area. And so that, that's part of our plan. Um, in addition, when we start thinking about traffic impacts and in all of Liberty County, you know, where could a warehouse go? Look, look, where could a warehouse be? Where could industrial zoning be to have less impact on the roadways than anywhere else? Our location coming to Dorchester Village Road is approximately 1,100 feet from I-95 and then approximately, you know, not quite a mile down Dorchester Village Road. So uh, essentially, you know, we impact less traffic that's not on Highway I-95 than basically anywhere else in Liberty County uh, that you can look at. Um, and so looking at the, the county as a whole and where this particular application is proposed, uh, we feel like it is a good use and it is the right location. Um, one last thing, Liberty County ordinances require a 50-foot buffer between residential and industrial zonings. Um, we will note and we will consider it a condition uh, to double that buffer requirement between industrial and residential to 100 feet. So if anyone would like to make a, uh, you know, make it that a condition or, or anything, we will accept that to double the buffer between the commercial, excuse me, between the industrial and residential from 50 to 100, which doubles what uh, Liberty County's current ordinances are. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. I think we've heard plenty. Uh, once again, this is the rezoning, uh, as Commissioner Walden explained uh, so very well earlier. Um, and we've heard uh, from, from both sides who've been very, let me say this, clear. Uh, and we heard from Ms. Alicia, Ms. Moses, who's been very passionate. And uh, many of the residents, uh, we're familiar with you, we know you. So we understand Commissioner Walden said our, our job gets to be tough and that we, we, have to, we have to hear the petitioner. That's his property. And, and, you, and you very well explained you are retired here and we're happy that you made Liberty County your home. And some of you have been here for 
many, many, many years. So we, we, we have that in, the, in mind too. Uh, but this is one of those things, Commissioner, that, we, that comes to us from time to time that we have to address. But once again tonight, it's just a rezoning. And I, and I say that because uh, if the rezoning passes, then these gentlemen will have to come back with the plan that this commission will have to, will, will have to approve. So tonight is not approving that plan, it's just approving the, the rezoning part, of it, right? if that should happen from this commission. All right. All right. You done, sir? Sir, we have a recommendation right. of uh, approval from the planning commission. All right. Chair, entertain a motion. Mr. Chairman, I, I know this is Commissioner Stevens' district, and I hope he'll forgive me, but we all know that anything 1,100 feet from the interstate is going to grow. Um, whoever is going to wind up having it behind this board or after this board or before this board, um, somebody, and I see Mayor Ratcliffe back there, he sat on the development authority and he knew that the time was coming in that end of the county. So uh, I, I know this is a, a, a recommendation for a rezoning and, and I'm gonna make a motion that we approve the rezoning as it stands. Uh, I understand what you talked about and your design and all your things you had, but all I'm up here to do is, is to, um, is for the rezoning. Now, whatever you come with, you know, else you'll have to come back to this board again. Is there a second to the motion? Second, Mr. Chairman. There's a motion and a second. Um, Mr. Brown, uh, the petitioner's um, offer for the 100-foot buffer, is that, is that something we entertain now? Is that when he comes back? Uh, if, if, if you want that binding, you can, uh, he's offered it, you can make that part a condition of your, a special condition. The, yeah. All we've got is standard conditions, but if you want to make that a special condition. All right, let me make sure you're all clear. He's offering, our county requires a 50-foot buffer. He's offering to do 100 foot between their uh, venue and, and, and where you all are. No, um, not across the street. <laughs> yeah, same side. So whoever's, whoever's in the, I guess you go to the map. Talking about from the corner of the buildings. Yeah. This, so, so Jeff, show them, get, use your, uh, maybe have the engineer come. Yeah, this is the edge of the property. Okay. Uh, so all these buildings would be at least 100 feet from, from the, whoever the yeah. edge of the property. Okay. Yeah, I think, Mr. Chairman, too, you need, more importantly, too, you note it in here, but also note it whatever plan comes back to you, okay. which is where the binding effects include. Okay. I'll amend that motion, Mr. Chairman. All right. With we the 100-foot buffer. Resolve with 100-foot buffer, okay. All right. I'm sorry, we're in the, we're in the, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody clear? All right. All in favor of that motion, let me know by raising your right hands, please. All right, all the polls. So Commissioner Frazier. No, no. I got it, sir. Thank you. All right. So what was that? No. So it's four to three. Four to three. Correct. Four to three. passes. Four to three passes. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Is everybody clear? We need to have your phone number. We need to have your phone number. Okay. All right. Um, that 
thank you for saying I'm trying to move the meeting along. Uh, our resource, sir, see that gentleman that's sitting to your, to your left? That's, all right. We, we, we lean and yield on his expertise when it comes to those things that you mentioned. Um, and that's, that's what we have, because none of us here are engineers. None of us. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. That, that gentleman walks us through that process. Yes, he does. Well, I'm sure that gentleman that sits to your left would be able to provide those to you. Mr. Chairman, just to be clear, we don't have metrics on this event because the developer is oh, no, not no. required to do it at this yeah. time. He's getting his zoning and he'll no, do he, it. He's talking in general, I think. In, in the general, the metrics are, are published by the state of Georgia. He's talking in general. The ordinance for runoff calculations okay. and run on engineering models. So. Yeah. We're not making an informed decision right now. We, what we, we did was rezone the property to a commercial. Rezoning. Yeah. We we ready, Mr. Chairman. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. All right. Okay, Mr. Chairman. Now this is the second major uh, zoning action that's requested at the exit 76 interchange. It's directly across I-95 from the one you just heard. This is a request by uh, for a rezoning and a conditional use. <clears throat> and this one definitely does require uh, Midway Mayor and Council to act on it before it can be fully approved. Uh, but we're asking that because the property sits on the stride, the property line, the, pro the property sits astride the uh, Midway and Liberty County boundary. So it, it's, it's got to be approved by both boards. This is a request by Dow Block, which is the applicant, to rezone 6.69 uh, acres of land That's from. From AR1 to B2, uh, property owner is Mr. Lilaway. Property is located on East Oglethorpe Highway, uh, and you see the, pro the parcel number there. The Liberty County portion of the property is in the rear of the, par uh, of the property. The, the part that's on the front of the road is next to what used to be Holton's Restaurant, and uh, that property, is, is that, that's where the, the actual truck stop that they're proposing to, to build is going to be located within the city of Midway. But this property in the rear that you're being asked to consider is the, uh, is the portion of the property that will contain the truck parking area. So uh, as, I, as I said earlier, uh, this, this uh, project, because, it's a, because of the size of it, has been through the state DRI process as well, and it will return complete on January the 22nd, uh, 27th of this year. In conjunction with the rezoning, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's necessary to rezone this property to B2, but in addition to that, your ordinance requires that a truck terminal has to have a conditional use permit as well. So we're gonna ask you to vote on, on two matters here tonight. This is the sign on the property, and I know it's been well seen because we've gotten a lot of calls on that one. And the, uh, this is the ad that was in the Coastal Courier. This is the, uh, the red area uh, outlines the, uh, the property. You can see here in dark black here is the city limits of the city of Midway. So you can see the red property there kind of spills over into the unincorporated county. This is the, this is the area that we're asking you to act on tonight. I'll be taking this to the city of Midway in a couple of weeks and asking them to vote on the Midway portion of it. Well, Jeff, let me ask you a question right here. Uh, what what are you if 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 it's rezoned for the truck parking 
and you can't access it from the front road, what what's going to wind up happening to the to the property? If I if, mean, if the city of Midway says nope, we're not going to do that because they'll have to be the one that decide the desale lane that goes into this, right? Correct. Well. GDOT will have to approve the in entrance. If GDOT doesn't approve the entrance in this project, it's the end of the water anyway. It'll well, what, that's what I'm saying. What are we What are we talking about it for? Well, I mean, what do you want to do? You want to rezone it for a reason, or I mean, it's it's going to be a conditional use, right? That's right. The yeah the the truck stop is a conditional use, both both in Liberty County and Midway. Midway is going to have to approve it as a conditional use for their part as well. So yeah. if they say no. Then the project's dead, but you 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 will have already zoned this property business back here in the rear, and it could be used by some future uh, commercial development that's not a truck stop here. But uh, it well, it could if we had approved that. That's right. So well, I mean, I just uh, it's a the truck stop is conditional use in Midway and Liberty County, so you both have to do it. I, I understand that. I know exactly where the piece of property is at. I just wondered why we were doing a conditional use for a parking lot. That's basically all we're talking about. Well, I'll show you the I'll show you the overall site plan. It all goes together. Well, yeah, I understand it all goes together, but we can't actually um, approve anything but the parking lot because it's in the city. It's not in the city of Midway, right? The parking lot is not in. Yeah, this this portion back here is not in the city of Midway. Right. That's out. Jeff, Jeff, let me ask a question. Why didn't this go to the city of Midway first? It could have. It just happens that you meet on the first day of the month, and they meet on the. Doesn't matter, but still, because you got to take care of the front part first. Should have been taken care of first. You gotta take care of both parts, really. Well, hold on, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we're doing the back end. If it was done on the first end, the midway should have been, because that's where you're coming in off the road. At you're not coming in off the road on the back end in the county side. So. If we say yeah and Midway say no, then we just wasted our time. And Mr. Chair, also that that's the point that that I was making. But the, but the property happens to be split between the city and the county, so we have a part in it regardless. <laughs> we still have to do to do our part for the parts that's in the county. Yo, yo, I mean, that's all we can do is our yeah. part. Yeah. Well, that's what, I understand that we can just do our part, but. You know, you're kind of like saying, okay, we're going to go ahead and approve it. And when we approve it, then that means you're going to have infrastructure on the front part there that I hope we're not going to be involved with. The city of Midway will have to be uh, with their dime on that, right? That's right. Curb cut or whatever. It's still city property. That's okay. Right. All right. As long as I, we're right. clear on that. That's right. Any other questions? Okay. You can see the this, this map here shows the existing zoning. The blue area there is... Uh, that's IC in the city of Midway, industri uh, interstate, commercial, and uh, any, any, anything in there requires a conditional use. That's why we're here. Uh, that, that's why we're going to be taking this to Midway is because any, any type of use in this blue area requires a conditional approval by a mayor and council. Um, so, and then, of course, you see the area out here. This, is, this, this area right here is zone AR1, which is the uh, agricultural residential zoning in the county. You can see the other surrounding areas you got some b2 commercial there which we talked about during the last presentation and then of course directly across the street you got the glebe plantation uh, several hundred acres of, of property that was uh, approved by the board of commissioners uh, uh i don't know several years 15 ago. years ago or something like that 
anyway, here's, here's just a plat just showing that, uh, that city limits line there of Midway. You can see the back portion that we're asking you to look at. This front portion will be uh, considered by Midway Mayor and Council. This is also a separate piece of property right here. It's been used in the past as a parking lot for Holton's, but this is part of the, the parcel as well. So that actually, Jeff, that's that 700 feet that represents the city limits of Midway? Right, from, right. from the highway back to the city limits. 700 uh, it feet. It goes out 700 and about 750 feet. Okay. Now, Jeff, actually, I know this is just a rezoning. I got a question. <clears throat> How far the entryway is actually from the red light right now? And I know DOT is going to have to play an important role in this. I measured that because I knew this question was going to come up from, from this crosswalk here to where this driveway is, is about 375 feet. Oh, okay. That'll stack about three tractor trailers from, from, this, from the, uh, the exit lane here to that entrance. But you can stack three, but you're blocking traffic if something is going, is going uh, eastbound. Oh, I mean, there is a center lane there. I mean, you could, you, this, this would have to be restriped so that you could uh, get the trucks over in the center lane out of the, out of the travel lanes. There you go, okay. But GDOT does have to approve that. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see that. Right. I mean, I don't. Okay, so this is their, this is their uh, concept plan for this project. Uh, the, the Holton's restaurant, or I think it's called uh, Smoking Pig Barbecue or something, is right mm -hmm. here. The McDonald's and the C store is right here. So they're, they're turning through their property and coming back here. This is a 6,000 square foot uh, C store with a restaurant in it that's going to serve the truck stop. This is the gas pumps for the diesel pumps, I guess, for the trucks. And these are the uh, 10 pumps out front for the uh, autom automobiles. And then, of course, the truck parking lot is back here. Some of it is in Liberty County. Some of it's kind of sitting on top of the city limits, the city line. So that's, uh, that's the basic concept plan. Our zoning analysis, uh, does the property have reasonable economic value as it's currently zoned? We said yes. Does, it proper, does this proposal meet the uh, JLUS study? Yes. Does the proposed use conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? We said yes. The larger midway portion is designed is designated as commercial. Beyond the city limit line, areas are designated as residential low density. However, in this case, as the city limit divides this parcel, an altogether different use on the back portion of the same parcel would not make a lot of sense. That's our analysis on that. Number four, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? We said no. Is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? We said yes. Will the zoning proposal create a burden on streets and utilities and schools? We said no. Would, the, would this allow short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals? We said no. Uh, this would not cause a domino effect. This area has already uh, developed somewhat. Uh, are there unique historical sites would be adversely impacted? We said no. Is it parcel in a flood zone? No. Is it spot zoning? No. And then number 12, are there unique conditions which support approval or denial? We said all adjoining parcels abutting East Oglethorpe Highway are either commercial or almost, uh, are mostly in the IC corridor. Some of them are bigger and they stretch over into the county, but most of them are in the IC corridor, which does allow for uh, a mixed type of commercial use. And also, most of the parcels behind the IC corridor are designated as residential low density or abutting Kay Creek or Charlie Butler Road. So 
Planning Commission heard this, uh, heard this request at their February the 15th meeting and they recommended approval with standard and special conditions. I'm gonna give you the uh, approval first for, uh, the special condition first for the zoning and then we'll go into the conditional use. Um, the, the special condition is with the gateway and site plan review, consider light and noise pollution, landscape buffering, and ingress and egress. So this, this area, this, this truck stop would be in the gateway corridor and it would, they're recommending, the Planning Commission recommended that uh, you look at these particular areas when they're looking at the site plan of this. The site plan will have to come back through the gateway process later. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Over here. You said somewhat developed. Can you explain that statement? If you go back to the... You've got, I mean, you've got other property here. You've got a Burger King. You've got a truck stop over here across the street. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, McDonald's and a C store here. You've got a restaurant there. You've got a little restaurant with a fruit stand there. You've got some other uh, smaller office-type developments along the corridor. It's, it's, that's why I say somewhat. It's not fully developed. There's still plenty of opportunity to develop in this area. Now, the reason why I asked you that question, have you been down that way in the afternoon? Yes. Yeah. It's a mess, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of traffic there, especially yeah. with, with regard to the employment on the other side of the bridge. Right, and I know this is a rezoning board, but I'm just saying there we is. have to look, learn to look at all of these things before we jump out here on the limb and say yes. We're not trying to turn anybody away, but we need to stop. And I heard what the chairman say, we're working on it, but how long is that working out there? And I know it takes money to do these things, but we need to think about the safety of the citizens, those coming through and those who live here. All right, is the petitioner here? Yes, sir. You will give us your name, sir, just given the overview. My name is Jeff Lanier. An overview of your project, Mr. Lanier. Good to have yes, you. This, the drawing that, that that Jeff showed is just a preliminary drawing, of course. Okay. Uh, there were three people that stood up during the uh, zoning application mm -hmm. with their concerns, which always legitimate concerns. Mm -hmm. um, one was the noise and light pollution. Well, the property adjacent to me is completely vacant. Mm -hmm. And I certainly wouldn't put in a bunch of expensive lighting and point it away from my property. Mm -hmm. So the light, I really didn't understand much. Noise pollution, you're sitting right on top of 95. I mean, mm -hmm. there's going to be noise one way or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand those concerns. I really do. Uh, there, additionally, there was concern about the gateway. And I think gateways are extremely important to cities. I think once you see what what we do, uh, I think it would be an asset to the gateway. We uh, brought some pictures for y'all. This is a duplicate of exactly what we will do if we are permitted. Uh, <clears throat> some of the things we do is 
acres and acres of sod. We cover all areas with sod. We irrigate. Uh, we exchange flowers twice a year with seasonal flowers. We have security on site 24 seven. Uh, we pressure wash everything four times a year. Uh, I think it would be aesthetically pleasing to the gateway because the property is visually exposed as soon as you get off that ramp at 76. Um, now in this preliminary drawing, I've, I've come to find out in the last 24 hours that, that GDOT does not like where that driveway is. I'm already working on getting that resolved right now and shifting that driveway further away from I-95, which, which I understand is the issue that GDOT had with the current position. But like I said, you got to submit something. It's, mm -hmm. it's all preliminary. Um, we've been in business 57 years. Where's, where's your nearest location? Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. Where okay. I'm from. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I have a daughter at Georgia, Southwest, uh, Georgia Southern, so that, mm -hmm. I'd looked at some sites in the Statesboro area, but but really, really like this particular site. I was going to ask you what brought you to Liberty County. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, and I'd heard that too, the concerns about the uh, interest rate. So right. you're already uh, working on. To my note, as I'm told by engineers, mm -hmm. GDOT cannot prevent you from accessing your property. Mm -hmm. They can tell you where to put the entrance. Right. So I think that's certainly a resolvable issue. Okay. All right. But once again, it's a rezoning, so we'll. Yes, sir. But it's good to hear that from you. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, for you. Questions for the petition before I open it up to others? So your nearest location is in Albany? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I just wondered there, Mr. Chairman, that, of course, I guess that's the off-ramp going south the one that's right directly in front of your business there? Is that what that is? Yes, sir. wonder why you couldn't. I, I mean, I know everything's not going to go south, but it would appear that that would be an easier route for the for you to leave out and, and get on the off-ramp. I don't think that would be allowed. Well, I... I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know for I, sure. I, I understand I don't why sure. it wouldn't be, because it makes a lot of good sense. But, yes. uh, yeah. You know, you, you would think that if a truck was going south... He that would, would be easier. He would come out instead of having to go all the way back out there to a... Mm -hmm. Well, he wouldn't have to go to a light. He'd just stay in the diesel lane until he got over there mm -hmm. and it merged. But... Oh, okay. That's all I had. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh... Who has been notified of this project? Who has property 200? Thank you all. Mm -hmm. Don't go far. Uh, they, they would like to speak to this. Uh, no, that's not in y'all area, okay. All right. Thank you. That makes sense. I'm, I'm, yeah, we got a quorum up here. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make a motion for approval with the special conditions. And Jeff, if you will, for the... Record, go back to that page so even I can glance at it again. Uh, Commissioner Stevens had to step out a few moments. Yeah, I believe it is in his district. Okay, we're side plan of view. Special okay. conditions. Okay, all right. Is that a second? Second. Motion and a second. We approve LCPC's recommendation with these special conditions. That's printed for us on our screen. Any further discussion? Yes, sure, Mr. Chairman. I'm sorry. Question, please. 
Yes, um, this is also a motion just for rezoning. Rezoning, yes, sir. And just like the other uh, project we just considered, if uh, we rezone it, we still have to come back for approval of the site plan and all this good stuff. Yeah. Yes, sir. And Gateway. Okay. Gateway will come to you and the city of, of Midway. So you, you'll get a chance to look at the specific designs, which talks about drainage and appearance and everything else. Well, I mean, it'll have to be approved by the city of Midway before it goes to Gateway. That's right. I mean, so right. all we're basically doing is approving our little back rezoning on our little parking lot, basically. Yep. Yeah. But, but there are two parts of this. What you're what you're mm -hmm. voting on now is the zoning. But I'm gonna mm -hmm. i show you the conditional use. Okay. We said there's two all right. two actions you, you did need. Say that. So this is just the first part. All this deal is only for the parking lot. In the back. In the back. The back. Mm -hmm. back piece of it. The piece that's in the county. Mr. Chairman, just one quick note. There is a safety study going on that corridor too with some design, and so mm -hmm. they need to be aware. Of yeah. You know, are you not aware of it, sir? Yeah, there there may be some alterations made to yeah. that section of highway down there for, mm -hmm, for yeah. safety reasons. Mm -hmm. As you develop your plan, probably want to stay in touch. Yeah, with yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, where am I? We vote. All in favor? Any opposed? All right. Okay. The next one is the uh, conditional use, and uh, the Planning Commission heard this at the February 15th meeting, and they recommended the same condition, the same special condition, uh, approval with the same special condition. It's a little confusing. Yeah. yeah. Say that again. Go back to that slide. You got to have, in, in order to have a truck stop, you got to have the B2 zoning, which mm -hmm. you just approved, and you mm -hmm. got to have a conditional use to allow for the truck uh, parking terminal. Uh, so they they wanted to put the same special condition on both. On both. Okay. You, know, you approve it with that special condition that okay. this has got to go through gateway and you got to you got to look at the the noise and the uh, landscape buffering and the ingress and egress, okay. which is what Mr. All right. Brown just mentioned. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The gateway. How far does that gateway extend back out? I mean, is it over the 750 feet? The gateway does go to the 750 feet. But the Planning Commission and part of their special condition wanted you to look at the gateway as well, to, to look at the whole site, not just stop at the midway city limits, but, but take into consideration the whole site because you got trucks parking on back further into the county area. So they wanted to they wanted us to bring the gateway review to Midway and Liberty County. Gate, Liberty County and Midway both have the gateway ordinance. Uh, so, they, so they rather than just, just suffice to have the Midway City Council look at it, they wanted both governments to look at it just so it gets double 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 checked okay we'll do that we'll do it okay all right where was i i hadn't asked for a motion, motion yet. okay yes sir chair and a motion jim i make a motion that we um uh, accept the special condition on the gateway second any further discussion all in favor of raise your right hands approve i'll say aye aye Where's Justin? Not sure. <laughs> okay. I tell you what, now they you lost the, the city of Midway. They just went down through there and pulled a tape from the edge of the road. And mm -hmm. what is that? A hundred? Yeah. You find that in a lot, a lot of cities along the interstate, they just have a certain. No, I'm talking about State Route 38. Yeah. 
there, there's, as Mr. Stevens said, there, there, there's 750 feet on each side. Of, right, on each side of the road. The right of way of 84. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You find that commonplace along the interstate. <laughs> All right, sir. Okay, Chairman. Right. Uh, we done with the rezoning? Yes, sir. Chair, no, motion no, no, I'm sorry. This, this is a, no, this is a variance. Yes, I'm sorry. motion to come out of a uh, public hearing. So move. Second. 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 Okay. All in favor, raise your hand. All right, back in the regular session. All right, uh, Mr. Chairman, this is a request for a, a variance by, that's been You're submitted by Mr. James Green, applicant, on behalf mm -hmm. of his wife, Wanda Green, owner, mm -hmm. to be allowed to encroach into the 35-foot required front yard setback uh, by about eight feet. Instead of, uh, instead of building 35 feet back from the road, they want to build seven, uh, 27 feet back from the road. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you the reasons why they want to do that. They want to, they want to build a uh, detached garage workshop that's uh, approximately 22 feet by 27 feet. This structure will be a prefabricated metal building. Uh, property is located at 445 Rye Patch Road. Uh, additionally, the applicant is petitioning to have the structure in the front yard rather than the rear yard as required by the ordinance. So here is our ad in the Coastal Courier and here's a sign, I mean, yeah, the sign on the property. That's the home. This is a current uh, carport structure they have out there. They're wanting to build this garage sort of in the front here over this pad. This is, a, this is the shape of the property. You can see why they're, they're kind of limited in the area where they can, where they can build this garage. Uh, this is, uh, I think it's called Retirement Circle here. This is Rye Patch Road. Um, and you know, this is the home. And they've got grain field over here and they got some other buildings in the rear of the property. I believe all those folks get along pretty well out there, don't they? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is a property of zone AR1. And uh, this is a statement from the applicant. It says the north end of their property has a septic tank and drain fill. The west end of the property is low-lying and often wet. Uh, so the south end of the property is the only option uh, for them to build their, um, their garage building. And of course, there's a sign, picture of the sign again. You can see uh, they've got the, the, the marking there showing that they want to build it 20, 27 feet from the right of way. This is the right of way. They want to build it 27 feet off of that right of way instead of the required 35 feet. And that's just a picture of the structures that they want to build. And this is the uh, location where they want to build the structure. And that's just a uh, plat showing the, the, the dimensions of the property. And this is where they, just a sketch house, the car, existing carport, this is where they want to put the garage. Uh, conditions, and these, these are the conditions that the Planning Commission evaluated in terms of uh, making a recommendation to you. Uh, the property is uh, triangular shaped, as we pointed out. Uh, the drain field takes up most of the area in the real yard, so we found that to be a, a hardship. Uh, the property is, um, the application of this appendix, if you, if you didn't, if you made them uh, comply with the 35 foot setback, it would be an unnecessary hardship. The uh, conditions are precarious to this piece of property because it is a triangular piece of property. And uh, we determined that the relief, if granted, would not cause any substantial detriment to the surrounding area. So Planning Commission heard this at their February the 15th uh, meeting and they recommend approval with standard conditions. I'd be glad to answer any questions. You commissioner through? Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. That that's in my district, and I wrote out and looked at it. And uh, Mr. Green, the applicant, is here on behalf of his wife, Miss Wanda. And um, there's definitely 
a hardship there with it being in that triangle. And he's already got a concrete pad there, and he's got the, uh, I believe, the, the camper underneath one section of it, and he just wants to add on to it. So my, um, I would make a motion for approval with standard conditions. Second. Motion and second that we approve uh, with standard conditions. Uh, item number 014-LC. Yes, sir. <laughs> For the matter of record, any further discussion on this presentation? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Uh, the variance is approved. Thank you. I'm sorry to work you all so hard this evening. You did, you sir. Are, you Mr. Heard your Mr. Green, you can come back anytime. I'm sorry you had to wait so yeah, long, but it happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. we got a lot going on in Liberty County. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot going on up here. Up All right, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for Good your patience. You. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. All right. Oh, a lot. Okay. Yo, I WAP Water Systems Program. I don't know what he was. <laughs> Uh, yes, Mr. Chairman. This is something we became aware of. In fact, I think uh, you kind of alerted us to this. Yes, but it's sir. Low-income yes, household water assistance program. The, the didn't Lyle recognize it. Yes, sir, through Georgia. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a program that actually is administered through the um, regional, not the regional commissions. The um, I'm late. Uh, Coastal Area Action. Coastal Area Community Action Agency. Yeah. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's administered uh, as appropriated by federal funds. Uh, on the back of the handout sheet, it shows you the phases uh, that were available at the end of 21 and then what goes through in 2022. Um, we'd like to recommend uh, that we enter an agreement with the um, uh, Lyle Route program to be able to offer this to the citizens that are our users of our water system. It basically helps them if they meet certain low income requirements to uh, help them with their past due water bills. Uh, on that, uh, we've, we've explored it. We've, we've talked with uh, Community Action Authority about it. It's been an ongoing program for years and it's been very successful. The people actually make application to them and they screen them uh, for everything, but I think it'd be a real, of real assistance, especially during this time to the, to the rural water users, if we could help them by making it available. It will be. Commissioners, mm -hmm. what's your pleasure? Yeah, well, I, I think tonight we've, tried everywhere in the world to help people and I don't want to go home without helping these <laughs> folks. So let's do what we can, Mr. Chairman. I make that motion. I second it. Motion is second. We approve the uh, low income household water census program. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Or say aye. I think we aye. lose Commissioner Frazier. We did. I've tried to dial him back up. But uh, I hey, I have one question about that, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Joey, how, how would we get the word out that we have this program? Well, so put it on the water bills or something? Yes, sir, we can. We'll put it on the water bills to make them available. Uh, Coast of Georgia will run it up, and we'll put it on our websites. Okay. Uh, and we'll do a follow-up with a with a release. Okay. Because I think it'll be real helpful. Actually, well. I mentioned that also, excuse me, Commissioner Gillard. You know, we're talking about we got the grant to extend that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Did you see that email? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. It'll mm -hmm. go all the way to... Just about to Liberty County. It will go to Liberty it County. It will go to Liberty County. Uh -huh. Yeah, we got two. Uh, that's right. There, there's two. The one, the one is the extension of the current system down Lewis Fraser, almost a Riceboro connection, right. uh, which is the one that we talked about before. And then we got funded on the grant to do the extension on the west side, too, to come this way. Uh, Mr. Brown, uh, is there any way the one going down 
<laughs> Lewis Frazier, we checked to see will we be able to meet how close we will actually be able to come to the city limits of Riceboro, okay. uh, actually where their water system stop at. Sure can. Commissioner Gillard. Well, yeah, uh, back to the, the low-income uh, water assistance. Um, I, I guess, Joe, along with notifying them the ways that we talked about, is there any way we can mail our water customers um, a letter? We can. Yeah, we I, certainly I, I can. think that that would be even better than, uh, you know, along with just any kind of way to get the word out that we that we have this program. I, I think a letter coming, you know, to the person that, you know, that may need to get one of his nephews or somebody to help him, you know, understand it. Um, but if they qualify for it, I, I think um, we need to make sure that we do everything we can to include everybody. Coastal George already has some flyers. Okay. So I think a little letter, a brief letter with mm -hmm. those flyers sent mm -hmm. to those people would be good with a contact number. We do have one. Great. We do. Mm -hmm. That would be good. What is the, it used to be the requirement, in, or it wasn't a requirement, the city, after you got a certain age, was the water and sewer froze? Well, it, it, there was kind of like a flat rate for senior citizens okay. that, that, that owned the home, not not someone right, not that, renter, not, not the renter, the, the owner, mm -hmm. the homeowner over sixty five. I think it's okay. I think they still have that. I need to check into that. I'm. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you may qualify. The, you fixing the sixty five? <laughs> I'm already sixty five. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Eddie. Let me. Everything helps. All right. Sending Ken Howard an email right now. Memorandum of agreement between Savannah Tech and Liberty County Board of Commissioners. Our EMS director is here to tell you a little bit about uh, that. Mr. Chairman, you've got a uh, copy of a memorandum of agreement between Savannah Tech and, and, and Liberty County Emergency Medical mm -hmm. Services. This is something that the hospital had ongoing with Savannah Tech, and uh, Savannah Tech's requested that again. So, uh, <laughs> Christy, you blended into the audience. <laughs> I know, I was. <laughs> I didn't know who she was sitting there. It was that last I'm, glad we, I'm glad we had some EMS here. <laughs> Well, you guys should have in front of you the memorandum of agreement. Again, this was something that we did occupy and entertain with Liberty Regional, and we would like to transfer that over to under Liberty County EMS. Um, this is pretty common amongst our um, other EMS agencies, Bryan, Bryan County, Effingham County, Chatham County. This is something that is very crucial and mandatory for anybody that's enrolled in an EMT or paramedic program. Depending on which credentials they're entered in, they begin their training and education, and then at one point they then are left to go out to do some clinical work. Dependent again on their credential determines how many amount of hours in the field they are required to obtain to, for completion of their program of study. Once they complete that, that is when they then test out for practical as well as written for state and national certification. Um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. It's pretty much we would make those arrangements between myself or our service with Savannah Tech to schedule those ride-alongs with those students. Okay. And would not conflict with any of our new higher end orientations, those would take priority over any ride-along student. Okay. Chairman, the county attorney has reviewed this, and he's also provided some accompanying documents, releases uh, from the student, along with HIPAA releases for training. So uh, I didn't make copies of all that for y'all, 
mainly just wanted you to approve the agreement. Just just know he's provided all those back end documents too. It's a note too that the HIPAA training is a requirement of their training, and usually that is in the beginning of their training before they would be out released out into the field for us. I got you. Okay. All right. This would also be beneficial in the fact that we would be able to pair those students with our medics and it would kind of give us a way to scout these as potential employees for the future as well as kind of let them have some experience with our service to see if maybe we're a good fit for them to maybe pursue an employment with us as well later on down the road. I've seen it work. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you reflect back on the time that you did your, we call them ride-along, that's ride -along. what we all call them. If you reflect back on, those are very crucial looking back to see how far you've come. You, mm -hmm. you never forget your orientation time, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. All right, any questions for Ms. Chris before we take action? Yeah. All right, Chair and Taylor, motion. Make a motion we approve the MOA with Savannah Technical College. Second. Motion and second. We approve the memorandum agreement between Savannah Tech and Liberty County Board of Commissioners by way of the EMS. Thank you. <coughs> um, this is something further? we would also like to do with other surrounding colleges in the future, so we may, we may be touching on this again. <laughs> All right. Any, any discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Do they still do that, Mr. Chairman, in, in the high schools? I mean, I know we still have still the do. nursing program, but mm -hmm. I was not aware of how many <sighs> people that are from as far away as Michigan in here working. I mean, yeah. they're just traveling oh, nurses. They're traveling. not in your community mm -hmm. anymore. It's very lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's very common that because we are a military community, that some of those spouses that travel with those military, we, we do see a lot of those employed with our... Well, I was in Savannah here this past weekend. I was surprised at how many of those people there saying, you know, one of them lived in Baltimore, and there's three of them, three ladies, mm -hmm. and they would travel to North Carolina and work for two or three weeks, and then they'd travel to Hinesville. They'd go to wherever they needed to go. It's... Um, they just said there's not that many people that that's living in a community that want to do it anymore. So, that's and again, that's kind norm. of why this is beneficial mm -hmm. for us because yeah. usually these people that are enrolled in these programs, obviously they're local, so uh, that kind of gives them the door into our. That, it's how I started. Mm -hmm. um, I did my clinical rides many, many years ago with Liberty, um, and it opens that door, and it kind of gives you a feel, when I say you, the medic that's precepting them, kind of already gives us that ability to see maybe what kind of person they're going to be when, when in the field. I appreciate what you all do. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ma'am. It's, thank it's you, not me. I got a cool crew behind me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Right. Sorry to keep you so long, too. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, executive session personnel matter. Yes, I actually have a personnel legal matter we need mm -hmm. to really do before okay. the other item. Chair, take a motion to go to executive session. So move. Second. All in favor, raise your right hand.
Mr. Chairman. Second. All in favor, raise your right hand. Aye. We're now back in the regular session. Item number D. 9D on our agenda will require our Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman, I would action. make a motion, excuse me, that we would um, amend budget number 2022-01 to $55,883. Motion and second, we approve uh, the budget adjustment 2022-01 in the stated amount. Any further discussion? There be no in favor, raise your right hand, please. Opposition, the motion passes. Administrative report, sir. We can we can <laughs> during mid month. All right, sir. Chairman, I make a motion we adjourn. Second. All in favor, raise your right hand. Uh, this meeting is adjourned. Right. But I, there was one more thing. Did you want to talk about um, revoking the emergency order for mass oh, mandate? Yep, that's right. That's oh, right. that's right. Back out. Our, our numbers are good. Our numbers are good. Uh, they are down almost a hundred today. Wow. So, which is which is great, and we're in the low level as classified now by the CDC new guideline. Okay. So, which will allow a voluntary masking. Yes. Yeah. So, do we? Let, let's just, for the sake of it, please readjourn <laughs> the meeting. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we re readjourn. Second. All in favor. All right, Mr. Brown. What's your recommendation, sir? Uh, that we revoke the emergency order that was issued on January seventeenth. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion. Order, uh, what does that cover? It's, Revoke. It, don't have to wear masks. Inside. That's correct. It makes them optional in the county. Mm -hmm. yes, sir. Everybody clear? Yes, sir. Motion? Yes, sir. Offer that motion. Second? Second. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Stevens. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. The emergency order to vote. We will now resort to, <laughs> we, we lost it, uh, Commissioner Walden, to volunteer <laughs> masking. And, and government buildings. That's right. That's right. County government building. County government buildings. Mm -hmm. Well, I just got me a new shipment yesterday. I'm going to still wear mine. That's right. <laughs> to get my now, Chair, 10 motion to adjourn. A move. Second. Yeah. I'm going to see the All president. All in favor.